Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. Hey, it's February almost, right? We're about to turn the corner into February, and that means I've had almost a whole month so far of practicing my word for the year, which for me for 2023 is simplify. That word, simplify, it has some deep ramifications for me. It's both a strategic focus for my business and a heart change, really. Last year, I tried a lot of new strategies and ideas in my business, and I was busy and I was building all the time. Have you been in a phase like that before? But now this year, I'm planning to focus on growing what I've already built and narrowing down my efforts to do it. So before we get into what it looks like to simplify, I should explain what my pre-simplify phase looked like. So the Inspired Business originally started as a company called Ministry to Business, and some of you might remember that. I was one of four founding partners at that time, along with three other professionals in the Christian content industry, Lisa Jo Baker, Katie Reed, and Jonathan Purifoy. They were my team, and I absolutely loved working with the three of them. We had such a blast. We launched the Ministry to Business Guide, which was the company's first product, and it was a six-figure sales generator. And I have since renamed and repackaged that guide And now it sells as the Inspired Business Guide Bundle. So if you're interested in checking that out, I'll put a link in today's episode highlights. But over a year ago now, the four of us went through a very amicable split. God was calling my friends elsewhere. At the same time, I was becoming super passionate about niching down to digital products training more specifically. So Ministry to Business was renamed the Inspired Business. And I became the sole owner of the company in January 2022 a little over a year ago now. So why am I telling you all of this? Because I want to paint the picture of what was happening in my business and in my head during that time. Suddenly, I was the sole owner of a consulting and coaching business. And that meant two things. First of all, success or failure was all up to me. I couldn't lean on my partners to help make decisions or to hide behind their skill set because now I was all on my own with the tremendous support of my husband, of course, and my fearless operations director, Heidi, who was a godsend throughout this past year in business. But secondly, leading the business on my own also meant that I no longer had to run my ideas through three other people, three equal decision makers. And there are pros and cons to that. But I was suddenly in a position where I could call the shots and implement new ideas quickly. And I had a lot of ideas I wanted to accomplish a ton of things. So Heidi and I dove headfirst into a crazy year of activity and expectations and goals. I will tell you straight out, some of it worked and some of it didn't. 
we had some big wins, like launching a new live coaching model for my signature course, Profitable Digital Products Method. In January last year, we enjoyed a really solid five-figure enrollment, which for our small business was right in line with our projections. We were really happy with that. And then we continued selling that program on Evergreen throughout the year. We also launched the Funnel Club, which is a low-ticket group coaching option that removed the cost objection for content creators who really want and need real-time help, real-time coaching help, but they're just not in a position to invest $1,000 or more in a program right now. So we looked at our audience and we said, you know, there's a large percentage of people here who follow our emails, people who have purchased our products in the past, who we are not reaching with our coaching because they need a lower ticket option in order to take the next step forward. So we created one and we're having a boatload of fun in the Funnel Club. We're getting incredible feedback from our members and that group is growing. So that is an ongoing win. And hey, in 2022, we launched this podcast last fall. And that was a huge win because quite honestly, at the beginning of last year, a podcast, it was nowhere near my radar. In fact, for a long time, I thought of podcasting as kind of a squirrel, you know, something to distract me from my focus until I discovered how a podcast can be positioned as part of my strategic plan and serve people for free at the same time, which makes it not just a win, but a win-win. A win for my business, and I hope a win for you, because if you're listening, then I'm so happy you're here. And I'm thrilled to just yank the hood off of my business in this podcast and to show you what I do and how I do it, so that hopefully you can learn a tip or two from my successes, but also from my mistakes. Because there were also mistakes last year or let's call them lessons learned. That sounds better, doesn't it? And and these are part of the process of running a business. I expect in any given year to have ups and downs, and I want to learn from both of them. I hope you do that too. I hope that you are, are desiring to learn from your ups and downs. Of course, I enjoy the wins a ton more than the losses, but in hindsight, there's still a lot of value in experiencing disappointments if we take it all in stride and if we try to examine, okay, what did... What did I learn here? What was God trying to show me here? And what can I use out of this to move forward? So my biggest mistake of this past year, I have to say, was Facebook ads. Not because I don't believe in ads, but because I contracted with a Facebook ads agency. I decided to outsource them. I'd done this before a couple of times and it didn't work out. But this time there was an agency that came really highly recommended by a friend of mine who's having great success with them. But they ended up losing me $4,000 in one month before they dropped me and said that they couldn't get the results that I wanted and that they wanted. So $4,000 out the door in one month with no recourse, except to take control of those ads myself again, which is part of my plan for 2023. So I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But did I feel like a failure after that experience? Honestly, no. And I'll tell you why. For every decision I make in business, first of all, I pray. I weigh the options. I study the numbers. I talk to my husband. That's a big part of it too. And if it's a really big decision, I might also consult some of my peers, people I trust in the industry. Or in other words, I do my homework, right? I'll bet you do too. And then you and I will use whatever information we have at the time to determine the wise choice. And then we've got to make it. We've got to make a choice. In my case, I made the choice that I thought was best based on what I knew But there's one thing that we can never know for sure when we make a decision, and that is the outcome. We can hope, 
we can project, we can mitigate the risk as much as possible based on the knowledge that and the data that's before us. But ultimately, the outcome is up to God. God already knows the outcome even before we make the decision. So think about that for a second. Isn't there tremendous freedom in knowing that? Because it means if you or I make a choice with knowledge that's fueled by data and all of the right intentions, and we're making that choice with a heart to honor God, when we do our due diligence and we make what seems like a solid decision with the right motives, essentially we're off the hook because whatever our choice is, whether those choices fail or our strategies fail or succeed, we can't take credit or blame. We can trust that God knows what he's doing and that ultimately, even if an outcome looks like a failure to us in God's economy, it was somehow meant for our good. I kind of want to sing that Garth Brooks song right now. You know, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. (laughs) So true. So back to this whole idea of what it means to simplify. I told you that last year I managed several different launches, products, and growth strategies. I really ran myself into the ground some weeks, which was okay for the season. I knew it was a season of redefining the business, and I put a lot of effort into doing it well. Maybe you're in a season like that right now, and you're ready to experiment with new strategies, new products, or new audiences, and there's great value in pursuing those expansion seasons. But there comes a point then where expansion must give way to selection. What of all the strategies and the experiments worked best or brought you the most joy? And then hone in on those and grow them to new heights. So here's what that looks like for me this year. I have two primary goals, only two. One is to grow the Funnel Club. And number two is to write my next book. All of my efforts in marketing and content creation will somehow be related to one of those two goals. Now, the book is still at the proposal stage, so we'll see if my agent is able to get us a contract for this one or not. I'm pitching a teen devotional idea, but if that doesn't fly, then I have other ideas, potentially a book related to online business. I'm not sure yet, but I have in mind to write a book this year because I'm not just a coach. I'm a content creator. I started as a content creator, a blogger, an author, and a speaker. And I'm passionate about sharing encouraging and edifying messages with the world, just like you are. It's what we do. But where I want to park for the purposes of this episode is on that first goal, which is growing the funnel club. So I'm planning three primary strategies for driving traffic to my offer this year. First of all, Pinterest. I recently hired someone to help rotate my blog posts, my podcast episodes, my lead magnets, my sales funnels through Pinterest to capture that keyword-related search traffic. Pinterest is more of a long game, so I'm planning to evaluate at three months and again at six months to see how well this strategy increases leads for me, and I'll keep you posted on that. Secondly, back to Facebook and Instagram ads. I'm planning to start running them myself again next month. Ads can be volatile, they can be wonky, but they also still can be profitable if you've got the patience and the stomach to test and test and test some more. So I'm going to get back into the ads world for a while and see what I can do within it. And finally, relationship marketing. I love to partner with colleagues whose audiences might be interested in my offers. So I have an affiliate program for the Funnel Club and I host free online training and workshops for my affiliates 
where I can get a chance to talk about my business with their people. So if that's something you're interested in, if you have an audience that might be interested in digital products, and that's not how you serve your audience, so we don't have competing interests, but complementary interests, I would love to talk with you about hosting one of my free trainings with your group so that you can get an affiliate commission. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email to becky at theinspiredbusiness.co. And hey, let's talk about it. So, okay, those are my three strategies. And then, of course, as part of growing the Funnel Club, I'm committed to continue serving the current members of that group, really just with consistent teaching sessions, responding to their questions in the Facebook group, and a lot more effort. So as the group grows in that regard, so will my workload. But for me, that's the reward. That's the reward of all of the marketing efforts. So let's just quick recap everything I've just said by boiling it down into a few key tips for simplifying your business in order to scale your results. Okay, three tips. Number one, recognize what season you're in. Are you in a phase of experimentation and expansion? Or are you in a season of selection and simplification? Those are the two that we talked about experimentation and expansion, trying all the new things and testing all the new things, or are you now at the point where you've done the experimenting, you've done the testing, you've tried the strategies, and you can identify which ones are right for you, which ones to focus on. Often, one will follow the other, as in the season of experimentation and expansion will come first, and it will be followed by the season of selection and simplification. I think both of these seasons are needed in business, but be deliberate when you try new strategies or products to gather data on the results and then determine what's worth keeping. And then you can focus on what shows the most promise and give it your full attention in the simplification season. That's called scaling. Okay, number two, select one or two primary goals for your business. This can be the trickiest part because we are content creators. We are ideas people. We love to dream up new possibilities and chase new thoughts, but beware the shiny object syndrome. Sometimes our new ideas can become distractions from actually seeing any of our current ideas through to fruition. So in my case, like I said, I boiled down to just two primary goals this year, which is the least I've ever had. So I'll report back at the end of this year on how that went. And of course, there are other activities I'm engaged in, but somehow they're all related to those two goals. All right. And number three, decide what strategies you're going to use to reach those one or two primary goals. And then don't worry about the hundred other things that you could be doing to grow your business. Because this becomes another case of doing a few things at 100% versus doing 100 things half-baked. Really. You know, I told you that I'm choosing three main growth tools this year, organic Pinterest, meta ads, and partner marketing primarily. I could also be running podcast ads, creating a YouTube channel, going all in on TikTok, booking calls through DMs. I've considered all of these things. There are dozens of possible growth strategies, but I'm not going to focus on those. I am one person and I have limited time and limited resources. I'm guessing you do too. So we have to make the most of our efforts in the least amount of time. For me, that means scaling back to a few marketing strategies that I enjoy and that I've seen success with before. Again, how can I know what works and what doesn't work for me? It's because I've already been through those phases of experimentation and expansion. I gathered the lessons learned and now I can narrow down to what worked best 
and multiply it. I'm not saying don't try anything new ever again. Not at all. I am doing something new this year. Organic Pinterest. That will be new for me this year, relatively speaking. I mean, I was into organic Pinterest years ago when it was a totally different game. But now it's a new endeavor for the inspired business. And I've hired somebody to do it who knows what they're doing. But that new frontier strategy, it's only one of the three main methods that I'm planning to use. And I know from experience that the other two tend to be tried and true for me. I know that they can lead to sales. And the benefit then of a season of simplifying is that you can lean on what you know and grow. God might call me to another season of expansion down the road, and that's great. Those seasons can be exciting and they can be rewarding, but so can seasons of selection and simplifying. Scaling happens more quickly when we zero in on one signature product or program and focused methods of selling that signature product or program. And then the best part, remember, is that the results are up to God. So we can truly be free to enjoy the ride. So thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this encouraged you and I will meet you back here next week. Thanks so much for tuning into the Inspired Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if it spoke to your heart in some way, would you take a screenshot of it and post it to your socials or email it to a friend? The best way that we can help more Christian voices reach the world with their content is by working together to share God-honoring tips and advice, which is what I aim to do here on this podcast. So thank you for spreading the word and for walking alongside me on this inspired business journey. God bless you and your household. I'll see you next time.